Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McInroy. I'm here with Steve Walsh. Hello. And special guest, my wife Lakeisha, making her podcast Hello. debut. Hello. She was in the Louis episode in the oh, background. Was, I said shame. Yeah. Yeah. And weren't you on Here Be Angels once? <laughs> See, I don't even know what that means. So that's a stupid joke. It's another South London podcast. That's inside South London information. You wouldn't get it. Too inside. It's too oh. inside. We have been getting a little bit of grief. Um about the fact that we're only covering the southeast of London. Yeah. And if we're being even more specific, we're only really covering Suffolk Steve. <laughs> so but we're moving southwest to SW nine. We're going all the way to Brixton. No, Although we're... the part of Brixton I live in was the border of S E and S W. Really? Yes. Yeah, you crossed the road and you're in Brixton. No, literally my house was on the corner. Did you live in S E? Yes. Get, they classed get, get it they classed it. You're bringing nothing to the park. They classed it as S E but when we left the house we were in SW. See, we were on the border. When we put Lakeisha, I was assured she was an SW expert and all of a sudden it's SE again. No, I lived in SE. When I suggested that we do a Brixton episode, what was your reaction, Lakeisha? You've never been to Brixton. No, <laughs> you yeah, no you're facts. like, what did you know about it? So Going to a place to go to a concert is not going to Brixton. Like, I could say, oh, I've been, <laughs> I've to, been to Wembley. Bri- I've, I've been, been to, to Brixton Wembley. other times. I've been to Wembley five times. Like, I got out the tube and went to Wembley Arena and then came home. You're Not appearing on Wembley Arena Hardcore later this week, don't you? <laughs> I've never been to, You don't know Brixton, Jack. I'm sorry. You no, I don't Brixton. know Brixton, but I've obviously been there. Mm. To be fair, I, I also would class myself as not, you know, I've been to Brixton, I don't know Brixton, I've done research and made some notes. Lakeisha <laughs> has no notes because, to quote Lakeisha, why don't you need notes, Lakeisha? Because I lived it. I, I live it. I live, I live it. it. That'll also lived, be a very world t-shirt. Lived, nah, lived. come on, let's stick with them now. Okay, I lived it. The name Brixton comes from Brix's stone. It was a boundary marker uh, that was on the edge of the village. And one of the most uh, famous things about Brixton is the fact that <coughs> the River Ephra runs underneath it, which is where Ephra Road comes from. Possibly Brixton Water Lane. We're not too sure about that, are we? Um, well, I remember Brixton Water Lane was on the way to, um, when I used to go to school. And every now and then it would flood. And my mum would say, because there's a major, like... River underneath. Yeah, waterworks yeah. underneath and it would always burst. And Ephra, there used to be a primary school called Ephra Road Primary School, yeah. but then they closed it down to um, have flats. One of the, uh, the best stories I found out about the River Ephra was at one point a coffin was found in the Thames, just floating along, and uh, they hooked it to the side and they read the name on it and they traced it back to Western Wall Cemetery. They found out where this person was buried and they assumed grave robbers or someone's you know dug up this coffin try and take it somewhere it's fallen into the river they get to west Norwood cemetery and they find the spot where this person's buried and the grave is undisturbed which is quite spooky Sank. Oh. they dig the river is running underneath oh, where this guy's buried it subsides the coffin drops into the river oh. And gets carried off that's into the long, Thames. That's a long way from Amazing, isn't it? to Ephra. But can you imagine the moment when uh, they, they find this guy's name, Tracy West Norman Cemetery, they go, let's go. Let's see what's happened to his grave. Nothing's happened to the grave. Mm. Spooky, isn't it? Like something I've lost. Or Doctor Who. No, lost. But then, like, obviously there's a cyborg under there. River Ephra. There's a toilet you would hear. No, but that's so Doctor Who, isn't it? Oh, it's all aliens. It's more, it's more, it's more lost though, isn't it? We go the Charles Dickens and the grave wasn't disturbed. Yeah, that would be lost, not Doctor Who. Brixton's farmlands until the 18th century, um, and there's still a windmill, isn't there? 
Yeah. Still an actual windmill. It's a, it's a place you can go for gigs. Yeah. The pub. Oh, wait, oh, no, no, no. There, there's times. a pub. Yeah, the windmill pub. But there's an actual. No, not the gig. I didn't play at the gigs. I mean, there's a park. <laughs> the windmill park. My primary school used to take us there. All right. Yeah. I don't think you play gigs in the windmill. That'd be great, though, wouldn't it? As a venue. No. Uh, yeah, it was Ashby's windmill opened in 1816. And it still works today, but obviously, you know, no one's using it, are they? Yeah. A lot of the primary schools are named after these places. Ashby Primary School. Yeah. That also closed down to make plans. <laughs> There's a pattern. There is a pattern. Regeneration in Brixton. By the 19th century, Brixton's become middle-class suburbs. As it remains to this day, yeah? <laughs> well, <laughs> largely, no, actually, largely. Jack, they, there is a part where it is middle class. They're taking over Brixton. They. They are. It's no <laughs> longer the Brixton I know and love. And Electric Avenue is evidence of this. That is electrified in 1886 and essentially uh, is a gift to the middle classes of the area. It electrified again in the uh, 1970s when Mr. and Mrs. Walsh moved there. Isn't it? <laughs> we, bought, we bought lights to the area. I like to think that. Was well, I, you lived I, on Electric Avenue? Yeah, I was like, but I was like two months old. I have no recollection mm. of it whatsoever, but I did live briefly on Electric Avenue. There's no house, is there? It's above a shop. This was, was it? Well, this was 1976. Could have been all sorts there. It's probably a cottage. <laughs> <laughs> we, had a fat, we had a fat roof. It was just by the windmill. It was, uh, it was a different time. Mm. Pretty soon, uh, the middle classes move out to Dulwich and Streatham. And by the 20th century, uh, Brixton's known mainly for shops and housing still, but all the large houses that the middle classes have built are turned into flats, essentially. And... Uh, corrupt slum landlords basically try and just push in as many people as they can to tiny little living spaces. So we're at the 20th century now? We're in the 20th century, yeah. There's a lot of transport links, so it's useful in terms of getting there for the shops. And you get the market, which has been there for a while. You also get department stores, and you've got Morley's, which is still there today. Is that the only... And you've got a Marx's. It's still a Marx's, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's been there for a while. When I was younger, I didn't realise that Morley's was a department store. No, I thought it was somewhere my grandma took me for punishment to get pillows. It was so boring. It did not resemble a department store like John Lewis. It just was brown. Was that the traditional discipline pattern in, in, in the household? Yeah, it had three levels. Lakeisha, we're going to buy vests because yeah. you have been naughty. Well, it's just punishment. There was no there was no toy department. It's just three levels. At the time it didn't have a top shop or makeup. It just also, had, you're seven, so you it had one lift and it never worked. So you just walked the stairs. There's the top floor. You got pillows and rugs, and I spend a lot of Soft time there. No, don't don't think that they had settees. <laughs> just pillows <laughs> and rugs and tea towels. When you were a kid, though, and you go shopping with your mum, and no, this is my grandma. But even, even, it's even right. worse. <laughs> but if, if even if you're going out to buy something for you, you're getting a toy. Yeah, but once you've got that toy, it's over for you, isn't it? You know, it's sort of like, that's the thing. You're promised a toy yeah. to be good the rest of the time. And you get the toy and then your mum's trying to choose and you're like, can we go home now? I want to open my toy. Yeah, yeah but Morley's didn't have a toy department. No, they had, but they that. had Woolworths next door, off, across the road. Woolworths, of course, yeah. Yeah. Gone now. I know, it's now H&M. See, Jack, before you've been to Brixton, there's your stuff. I have. I wasn't there in the 18th century. Because <laughs> yeah. it's 20th century. We're getting out to the 20th century now, so it's getting I to the point. I think we're in the 20th century. Yeah, I'm going to say World War II now. I'm not expecting you to go... 20th century? 1999? You didn't go to Brixton? We haven't got to the late 20th century I think yet. I had to meet someone there, actually, like, once. Hmm. See, I hadn't even been in 1999. It was a comic shop that used to be there. 
a comic shop in Brixton. Acme. Yeah, Acme was on. Yeah, uh, used to go there. Went well, on my bike, got chased by some kids in the state. Yeah, because you didn't. You then, were, they didn't know your face. Then Tim had an asthma attack, and uh, I can't remember what happened after that. They didn't know your face. Anyway, Steve, about your bombs. <laughs> Irish, sorry. <laughs> During the Second World War, Brixton is bombed extensively, which is quite useful in the sense that it means that the slums that have accumulated are cleared quite effectively. And the council takes the opportunity to rebuild a lot of the places, clear out the, the slum landlords, take over the places, and you get a lot of social housing emerge in the late 40s, which becomes quite useful because... The Jamaicans are coming. <laughs> <laughs> in 1948, uh, the Windrush lands. and My granddad was already here by that point. Yeah, my grandma wasn't. Grandma. She, she wasn't like even night, born. <laughs> she came in like in 1972 or something. <laughs> <She was. laughs> my grandma came on a plane. James <laughs> came on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my grandparents would have come on a boat. So <laughs> Not know. that far, though. Not that far. No. Ireland. Yep. It's only quite recently that you can British find British Airways, not, not Air Jamaica, British Airways. <laughs> Is there a big uh, Yard divide? Air. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called British Yard Air, Air Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Irie? Oh, Jack, that's their slogan, I think. Is it? Is Air it? Jamaica, oh, I don't know. As again, we came on British Airways. Not... <laughs> I've never been matter. on Air Jamaica. Sorry, Jamaica. Yeah, the Jamaican people are essentially invited over, aren't they? We were. Yeah. Um, you sound weird, because you're from Campbell. I'm from Jamaica. This is my history. Without, without the Windrush arriving, uh, um, Lakeisha wouldn't be here. No. Yeah. It's an important moment. Is it? Without the war, you would I thought about your parents came on a plane. There wasn't Windrush yeah, got to you. My great-grandparents <laughs> came on the boat. Yeah, they went back. They were yeah, they went they? back to tell my grandma to come yeah. on the, with well, the money was the plan, they it? earned to get on the plane. Yeah, that was the plan. Uh, basically, after the war, there's a huge sort of labour shortage in the UK. So people from the Commonwealth were invited to come over to work. Yes. Nursing. You should in, read in small, small Island. That's good. Um, Andrea yeah. Levy. Andrea Levy. Yeah, it tells you a lot about... They, were, they believed that England was the motherland, that they would be welcomed. Like they were welcomed. Yeah. They did. Well, that was the idea. They were invited. And the, yeah. But the plan was, English people saw it as, they can come over till the labour shortage is over, then they can go back. And Jamaican people Which my grand- great-grandparents did. Yeah, that was the plan. You come over, it's like Desmond's, isn't it? You come over, make enough money to build your house back home and retire, and, and you do that. Yeah. When uh, the people arrive in London, they're sent to Streatham initially, because there's a large air raid shelter that's still in operational use. So I always wondered, I don't know if you have any reports on this, Lakeisha, why Brixton became such an epicentre for uh, the West Indian people that moved over. And as far as I can tell, they were in Streatham, and then as it turns out, you've got the closest near Labour Exchange is in Brixton. And then once mm. they go to the Labour Exchange, if you're looking for housing, suddenly you've got all this new social housing, these cleared flats that and have been developed. these big Victorian houses. Yeah, absolutely. They've just been cleared by the government. And so, so suddenly you go there, and there's jobs and houses in one place. So just purely for convenience sake. And mm. I don't know if there's any other thoughts on that. And that I guess was... it's essentially the first wave then, and it's the same with the Irish in Kilburn. Once the first wave move in, when new people come over, you they go and stay with your cousins and your aunts and your uncles, yeah. and people tend to congregate 
in one spot. So that's possibly the reason. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't possibly. like to. Yeah. A lot of my family went to Clapham though because they're posh. <laughs> I don't know why they went to Clapham. <laughs> but they ended up in Brixton, so... And you say your great-grandparents moved back? Yeah, they went back. And then, then my grandma came over on a plane. And that was the 70s, was it? Uh, early 60s. No, it early 60s. 60s. Early 60s. Okay. Why are you trying it? No, because I made a joke about it being 1972. <laughs> <laughs> no, they came in the 60s. Early 60s, my grandma came when she was 16. And lived in... That was Brixton or Clapham? Um, Clapham area. Right. But... By the time she had my mum, she was living in Brixton, and Brixton's what we know. But growing up, I didn't realise that Windrush Square was anything to do with the Windrush. I think, I think... You weren't that clever as a kid, were you? No, it wasn't. It was, it was a place with just drunk, so you haven't been to Brixton, so you don't know. But at the time, it was outside the Ritzy Cinema, yeah, yeah. and it was just covered with drunks and druggies, and it's it was an area you crossed the road, yeah. But then they regenerated it. I yeah. think it was the anniversary of Rindrush or something. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. And they cleared the drugs and got rid of the benches so they couldn't sit down there. And it's it became this now. beautiful place. And then they made a huge sign saying Rindrush Square. So when I was younger, I didn't know that's what its name was. Well, I, I just thought it was the name. drunk area in front of Ritzy, so shush. <laughs> Yeah, it's got this like chairs now, isn't there? It's like individual yeah, chairs. Yeah, it's, it's all around. like, it's nice. But before it wasn't a nice area. Well, the Ritzy's nice, isn't it? That's it's a sort of it's thing a rip where... off. It's not. It's not a place for black people. <laughs> 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 it's another part of the regeneration of of um, Brixton. I went there to see Harry Potter with my auntie. We were the only two black people there, so that tells you something about cinema in Brixton. <laughs> we, were the, we were the Muggles. Mudblood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever been there to see uh, Borat, which was free. Yeah. I'd say it's maybe the most. Enjoyable cinema experience. It's a nice life. cinema. So I go there. I no, go I there just often. The film was so funny. Oh, <laughs> I go there often, my aunt. But that's when we want to see a film and you want to not be disturbed. Um, so you wouldn't go to Streatham or Surrey Keys. You would go or Peckham. You would go to Ritzy. But where did you used to go in Brixton? What were the places you remember going to? Oh, lots of places. Um, I remember when the McDonald's was first opened. We went there as a school trip. <laughs> well, from Corpus Christi. Yeah, outrageous, lived, isn't it? Our school was about 10 minutes up Brixton uh, Water Lane. <laughs> Jamie Oliver just dropped his Chibata rap. And, and I was in year six. And he's a I was in year six, so it was um, the mid 90s. And we had, we were, yeah, so we had finished Four year six. Were just kicking off Britpop. And um, <laughs> I remember we finished year six and we had won the, like a football competition. So our reward was to go down to the new McDonald's. Amazing. And we were so excited. We bounced down the road. I remember and I had, we had birthday parties there. What did you have? Well, the McDonald's. Yeah, no, of course. Day. Happy, Happy Meals. Meals. That's all the school would afford. Which one? And most probably I had Nuggets. Do you know that the kids used everywhere. to play for Lambeth football? I used to play for Lambeth football team. I was picked. Yeah. What position did you have? I don't know. <laughs> Were you a successful team? Um, mid, <laughs> Did you no, play on mid, pitch or in mid, goal? Midfield, midfield, midfield. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't responsible for striking or defending, but I just got Both. the ball, got the ball right. out there. Yeah, very much a sort of Sandro type. <laughs> Why are you trying to show off? Because you don't Cause tell I've me something about the, Brixton. Because I've heard of a Tottenham player. <laughs> I've just remembered a time I went to Brixton as a kid. Oh goodness, here we go. <laughs> right, I was. It would have been. I must have been thirteen years old because I had a size thirteen shoe. Yeah. <laughs> So you That's how it works, isn't it? Clarks with the shoes. <laughs> no, it was a Backstreet Sports Shop with someone's name. Oh, Ferndale. Was it called Ferndale? That's the only Backstreet. Yeah. That was before JD Sports and everything. That was the only place in Brixton you could get your trainers. 
I used to have Reeboks and they were made out of denim. And how much were, really they were well them. expensive. Those little sports shops are so oh, expensive. I don't know. Frank, someone. Frank, oh, Frank Johnson's or something. Frank. Yeah, Frank's don't run the back. They yeah. didn't have. They didn't have. That's where I got my own denim. Denim on, on Ferndale Road. Yeah, that's go- it. Yeah, if yeah. you Google it, Ferndale Road. Um, Is it still there? It must have been taken over once again. What's happening to Brixton? All the chains are coming in. <laughs> now they've got Starbucks. Why does Brixton need Starbucks? Coffee People drink it. coffee coming out of the station. No, it's, it's, rid- it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. What's ridiculous? Having Starbucks in Brixton. <laughs> it's just like... Why do you want to keep people down? No, I want to keep Brixton like as close shot. to Jamaica as possible. Like, when I was younger, you walked through Brixton, because I'd been to Jamaica, Jack, your quarter of Jamaica hasn't been. Right? <laughs> so I know what Jamaica smells like. So when you go to Brixton no, Market and stuff, that is so racist. <laughs> What does it smell like then? It smells of, like hard food. Sugar cane and sorrel and... Remember, you were talking to me about that. Sorrel? It's a Jamaican drink. Sorrel. Sorrel. It's, it's like sarsaparilla. And it, there was all these smells and um, patty and hardo bread and stuff. And you used to walk through the market, which is called Brixton Market, but they've now renamed it Brixton Village. It's not a village, it's a market, but anyway. And, um, made and, and all, the, there, all the arcades. And you used to walk through and it used to smell of it. And then they used to have like these little shops. And they would have like sweets and biscuits and cakes you could only get in Jamaica. But they would ship them over and you would see them all. And it just reminded you of Jamaica. Now you walk through and it's like Caff Kidson. I don't know, it just feels like that bit of Jamaica's... Not Jamaica. That bit of Brixton's gone. And it kind of reminds me of my grandma and... Now that bit's gone. She doesn't really go to Brixton anymore. Gra- but just to tell you, your grandma's very much alive. She's only <laughs> no, in the mid-60s. No, no, but she lives in... She lives, <laughs> now she lives in there in poor Warriors. She doesn't make it down to Brixton anymore. And the things that she used to go there for, those people have all died. So... How do you eat sugar cane? You, you, it's like a stick, isn't it? You bite it and you chew it and you kind of suck the juice out of it and then you spit this bit of water out in the street. Sounds horrific. That sounds... That's yeah, about... you get splinters <laughs> in your tongue. That's about a quarter correct. <laughs> Well, Jack, Jack's a quarter Jamaican. I know. So. <laughs> yeah, no, you get it, and then they chop it up, and then you have to take the outside bit off, so you don't eat the green bit, and then inside it's like um, just a white chunk, and then you chew it and chew it, and all the juice comes out, but don't chew it too much because you'll get splinters in your throat or whatever. You don't spit it in the street, you spit it in the bag, you're not bush. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's what my grandma said (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you can get sugar cane Um, is it nice? oh it's delicious it's really good it's very 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 it's very sweet and And they sell it bricks to market yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it just looks like a big it just looks like a good bamboo bamboo stick Lakeisha isn't there traditionally been an issue with places to sit down and eat (laughs) (laughs) so really they're fulfilling the needs Um, no because like I tried to explain to Jack, I took Jack on the tour for Brixton because oh, you we went, knew did you? this pod. No, we knew this podcast was going to happen. So I said, Jack, you're not going to have anything to say, as we've now witnessed. And um, 
And I said, let me show you my Brixton. I emphasize my Brixton, okay? Let me show you my Brixton. Yeah, let me show okay. you the Brixton. Well, that's I know. Like then we went to the opticians. <laughs> what I remember is right? that we went to the opticians and then I went home. No, that's because it was raining. First of all, I told Jack we were going to the opticians because that's what we do in Brixton because it's the only opticians we like. It sounds like a magical place, doesn't right? it? Yeah. The opticians on the corner. And then I said, oh, my yeah, you'll find it. We'll, we'll put uh, a link to their YouTube advert up, isn't it? <laughs> no, they're really good opticians. And, and you want to maybe tell about, me how to say the name? I don't know. It's like Tony or Tommy yeah, or Tony. It's the only privatised. Tony. Um, basically, a, <laughs> I've seen their video on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look great. It's a family-owned business. That's the thing, Brixton. There used to be lots of family-owned businesses, but now they've got spec savers around the corner. They're not doing that well. But me and my mum keep them going because you know I don't wear glasses at my age, so they must have done something well. And, um, so you don't need glasses, but you're still going to spy glasses just to keep them going. Yeah, we do. It's only, it's only six pounds fifty for an eye test. <laughs> so you're just going there. For an eye test, no, I go there to support them, and they give me my designer sunglasses at a good price. And um, yeah, so then Jack came because we were going to Brixton anyway, and I said, "Oh, Jack, do you want to see Brixton?" And then. Um, it started to rain, so he said, "Oh no, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry." And then he said the you know one question. He said the one. Then he said the one question that you know that someone Jack claims to be quarter Jamaican. You wouldn't say in Brixton. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't say. <laughs> this is the thing. People in our brace themselves for an outrageous question. I don't know what is this question is going to be. Is there any way you can sit down to eat? Like, no, no, no. Right. Lakeisha's la- lost herself in laughter. At the well, idea of being able to sit mom, down and eat in Brixton. Me and my mum couldn't stop laughing that Jack was getting so angry at the fact that we were like, Jack, there's nowhere to sit down to eat. Is unless, it, isn't that because there's definitely to loads to, of places no, to sit down and eat? because unless you want to go to McDonald's, KFC or Subway... Right. And he was like, I don't want that. I want Jamaican food. Like, no, that's, you not, don't. that's not the case. No, you're like, there must be somewhere to eat. So then we started right. Let me just say, just quickly, because I think maybe you should do your own podcast. Right? You won't just She's listen. a natural. Just listen I said I lived it, so I'm giving my life. I know this is the most <laughs> stuff on Hockle you've ever listened to, right? Actually, I listened to the last two. Oops. I listened to the last two episodes. The one at the farm. And I went, to that, I went to that farm for an hour, and I was in it for one minute. <laughs> This is not even... <laughs> Lakeisha, listen to me, listen. Leave us a comment on iTunes, yeah? Don't... Right, I said, let's go and get something to eat. Yeah. Right? Because I like to go into restaurants and eat. I know right? what you like, Jack. There's I'm married to you. restaurants everywhere in Brixton. There's not, Jack. There's a cafe across the road. I, look at, I looked out the window with the optician, there's a cafe. So why didn't you go and there I then? I didn't specify when you... Instead of the optician. I went home and had a pizza. Yeah, exactly. I love a pizza. But you wanted to see our Brixton, and no, you, for the for the many years that I I've didn't been know alive, your, your Brixton consisted of a no, spec. I've never I've never eaten in those cafes in Brixton. The thing I was is trying to explain to Jack, you were aware of their existence. As, as again, we blinker, even, we're like also, blinkered right? to the non-Jamaican stuff. No, but the Jamaican, the Jamaican food places, yeah. Again, Jack, hold on, hold on, on Lakeisha, please let me finish the sentence. <laughs> the Jamaican food places, they have plenty of seats in Does all it, of them. Are they used? <laughs> Yeah, we can easily sit by them. Apparently, they're... Jamaican people won't accept that you can sit down and eat. No, because you take the food home. You don't go like Jamaican people don't leave the hat. Well, they never used to, right? <laughs> you don't leave. Maybe <laughs> we never used to leave the house. You don't okay. leave the house hungry. Yeah. Like you said, your granddad used to go to McDonald's for tea. You should just sit there. Yeah, it? because he's already eaten. Why are you leaving your house to pay someone else for food? You've got food at home. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is true. It's, that is I true. I don't have Jamaican food in my house. No, because obviously not. But I'm saying then you take that food, you take it home. Why? Why can't, what, I can't eat out? You don't eat in those places unless you're like drug dealer who got no wife or something. <laughs> Honestly, Jack, I mean so that's it. where I'll be going. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean it. Then I told my family at the next family function. I was like... Did. What did you we say? You said, we, we went, went to Brixton. Jack said, is there anywhere like, we can eat? And then... I was like, Jack was crying in the corner of the opticians. Because me and Matt couldn't think of anywhere. If you start telling people I'm crying, it's oh, after not, the wedding, they're going to assume it's the case. Not actual crying. Like, a hum- like when a man's hungry, like, oh, I'm going home, sort of thing. I'm and hungry, I was like, I'm hungry, it was I'm like, hungry. And I was like, even the Maya, who's three years old, knows that if you come to Brixley, anything she's going to get fed is KFC. Because... Unless you take the food home. And what did we do once we left Jack? My mum left us in the opticians because it was raining. I don't know. I went home and got the bus She home. went to the local um, Caribbean place, well, yeah. got three, three boxes of those yellow boxes of food with rice and chicken and um, peas and stuff. No peas for me because I don't eat peas. And we took them home and we ate them. And it wasn't, it wasn't unusual. But for Jack it is because that's because he doesn't know Brixton. As a Jamaican. Maybe oh, as the these is, new yuppies that are taking over Brixton, Brixton Village. The key to <laughs> What it is, it's not it's so much that... Jack, it's not, it's not Lordship <laughs> Lane, it's Brixton Water Lane. <laughs> See what I did there? No, listen, listen. Listen, listen. listen. Look. It's not that I don't understand Brixton yet. You don't? It's just that you and your mum don't want to eat out. No, no. <laughs> you know if we were difference? in Lordship Lane and you said, is there anywhere to get Caribbean stuff? Then no. we would have said, go to Blue Mountain Cafe. No, you wouldn't, because they've got some tasteless jerk chicken. Not at the time when we first went there. I've been there plenty of times. Hamburger Union. If you're on Covent Garden, you find somewhere. But in Brixton, <laughs> you take the food See, home. The thing is, we don't live in Brixton, right? Oh, Matt is in Brixton. We live in New Cross. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're in Brixton and we go, oh, why don't we get something? Jack, it's I like, don't understand why we're still having this argument. No, no, no. It's lunchtime. It's lunchtime. Later. Let's get something to eat. Right, you can't your answer is no, you can't opinion. do that, Bristol. You have to take it home. But I live like an hour away. You can't <laughs> change my opinion, Jack. I, I just like the vision of you in the opticians. In the corner. With Jack saying, is there anywhere to eat in Brixton? You going, no. And him looking out the window and seeing a cafe. And seeing a cafe. Roads. So why don't you go across <laughs> to the cafe and leave us? Apparently it wasn't real. <laughs> oh, I, I just don't understand. It's a mirage. It's a mirage. You know, just because just there's a place with food doesn't mean you can eat it. It might be gross. Stick to what you know. And we were telling you what we know. You didn't want to hear it. And many of occasion, Jack, you've picked places because it has food and well, it doesn't always work out right. But your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went to that Korean restaurant and deep, it was it was awful. Deep fried lumps of fat. Yeah, just because Ooh. it had food, Jack thought that we could eat it. <laughs> Woo, Woo Young. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so that's the food in Brixton. So if you want good food in Brixton, take it home. <laughs> yeah, on on Acre Lane at the end, um, there's a pub, and then. No, not Acre Lane, Cahaba Lane, actually. And then next to the pub, there's a um, Caribbean shop, and they do, like, one ninety nine chicken and rice. Very good value. Much better What's than getting called? a chicken shop. Again, we don't see names. <laughs> we just see the place. <laughs> but it's really good, and they got a poster out the window, so it's kind of like, you know, so Look at the shop in the post, with the poster in the window. Yeah, the Jamaican men. Don't be afraid. It's um, the old it? love see no colour, Jamaican people see no Yeah, names. no, no, yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> don't be afraid, just go in. Um, don't be afraid. We're afraid to go in sometimes because we don't have <laughs> Jamaican accents and me and my mum walk in like, excuse me. Don't be afraid, Jamaican people are afraid to go in there, <laughs> but don't be afraid. Um, you shouldn't be. Yeah, be don't be, yeah. It's, it's all as if all our listeners are Caucasian. 
So well, who else are going to be listening about Elephant Castle having stone or elephant or metal or whatever? We've got, Lakeisha, we've got listeners in Korea. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sorry about the Korean food. I don't think anyone, until you said that, interpreted as attack on Korea as a whole. No, we like Korean food. That place was just disgusting. I said I don't like Korean food. Oh. But it's fine. It doesn't mean we've got a problem with Korea. Yeah, so... No, that's it. one place I like to go also the opticians and now when I go there it'll always be funny because of what happened with Jack and then what happened he's just <laughs> crying about where to eat it was so funny <laughs> um, and then we used to go the KFC which we mentioned that used to be Pizza Hut Steve yeah, it's huge isn't it but it shut down oh I had my ninth birthday there 10th birthday there yeah but anyways it closed down no one knows why just one minute it was Pizza Hut a few weeks later it was KFC so people assume that there was something dodgy with the pizza. Do you know much about Brixton beyond fast food restaurants? Um, yeah, <laughs> I know that it's now um, become very yuppie. Brixton Village. Brixton Village. Has it though? Do you don't think it's no, it has, a it reputation? Has. No, no. Because the thing is, growing up, right? No. Brixton always had um, a kind of. Oh reputation. yeah, people are afraid to go to Brixton. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you do, if you just don't let me finish the sentence. <laughs> you, you always finish. I've heard everything you have to say. I live with you. <laughs> But yeah, my dad worked there when I was a kid, so it always kind of, he always thought it was alright. I always kind of took the edge off it a little bit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, apart from, with the exception of Camden, it's the only place where you would openly see people selling drugs on High Street. Yeah. But that's only on Coal Harbour Lane. No, it's at the tube station. That's the tube station, was famously... Well, that's another thing about skunk, Brixton that skunk, I've noticed, is yeah, that skunk, when skunk. I was younger, I think my mum was very good at hiding me from those parts of Brixton. Like, where we used to live was... Um, known as the front line and like there was a cab station and I never understood why we would keep walking to another cab station hmm. but as I got older and I put two and two together I realised because that cab station was just for drugs oh, right. so that's the reason why my mum would say run past literally <laughs> um, yeah and so all those things like skunk and stuff I thought maybe it was just incense because there was a man that used to walk around saying incense Incense. Yeah, they still sell the incense outside Iceland. Yeah, but I, yeah, so you got dreadlocks, that man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's him. Once my mum's friend was walking with her baby, who's mixed race, and she was like, a white man be a bit that? And she was like, oh, we ran off. And what he's going to do with his incense to the it baby. Is, it's like the liveliest place in South Africa. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. so um, I feel busy. safe when I get to, Bri- on my journey, once we've got to Brixton, no matter what time of the night it was when we came back from clubbing or whatever, there was always people on the street, so you didn't feel, mm-hmm. I'd much rather get off the bus at Brixton than Elephant Castle it's Elephant Castle well, it's much it's closer just to dead. where you lived as well oh, it's got nothing to do with that I could go to P5 Elephant Castle's still pretty busy because you've got all the bus stops you yeah but it's just you have now. to wait for a bus and then there's no people but Brixton there was always away, the thing is with Elephant away from the bus stops there's Oh, yeah, really, there's nothing. with Brixton it's like it's walking always, up Oxford Street it's yeah there's, really always, there's always something there and then with there it, was with the, the, diff- the main difference being that you've got pastors shouting in people's faces <laughs> 24 hours a day what in Brixton yeah haven't you yeah. no not as much Elephant Castle Elephant as well Elephant as well by the um... they don't shout in your face then there was the fridge bar um, it's closed now well it's coming back but I know it mainly as being like a gay bar and then in 
when I got to about 16, my friends started going there. But I don't think they were from Brixton. I was thinking, why are you going there? No, you would but, get a lot of... Uh... But they um, said it was like a new hip-hop type rave place. Yeah. No, I, I, I used think... to have a lot of mates who used to go there. Who as hip-hop. Yeah, but when we was little, that's what we knew. Oh, no. When I was growing up, it was known as a gay place. But then yeah. they, they opened... It had the fr- you had the fridge and you had the fridge bar, which was different. Yeah, it, it used, used to have... I think it was cool because it had fridges stuck on the side. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And then opposite that was um, St. Matthew's Church, where I used to learn karate. I showed Jack some karate. <laughs> didn't you hit him with a belt? I did, but that's, that's not karate, I was, is it? I was showing him a move, but no. was it a karate he didn't belt? know the move that he should have done in return. <laughs> no, no, you said, we were kind of tugging at each other, and you said, my, my um, and you were holding a belt. We were yeah. both holding a belt. I yeah, and, and it was to show My how belt. And you said, how the karate uh, my karate told me. teacher taught me this, and you smacked me in the yeah, eye. Yeah, how to get the, the how to get the belt off happened. of the attacker, and, and it I was, worked. I was rolling on the floor, and I um, felt really bad. But then you took pictures and put it on Facebook, which is just you all over. Fixing, so fixing culture, um, you was you all over. Yeah, your karate teacher taught you a specific move for an assailant. Yeah, because it wasn't karate; <laughs> it was self defense. Because right. that's prior, still quite comprehensive. Prior, prior to that, because I was in primary school at the time, I used to in those days you could go to primary school by yourself. And I used to take the bus from... You can now. Yeah, but it's not as frowned upon. Like, oh, that kid's going home on their own. Like, it's fine today. Loads of kids went home by themselves right, from my school. Well, not in my day. Not now. In my, not in the school <laughs> I work at. Your school's a bit different. But yeah, um, That's right. And, <laughs> but there were some... There were some, <laughs> there were some kids... I was in... I went to a school um, just at the top of uh, Brixton Lane. Um... It's a very, it's the best school in Lambeth still to this day. It's Corpus Christi Primary are you, School. Are you claiming credit for that? Because it sounds like you're going. Oh, I yeah, am because I was there when the head teacher started. So we taught him how to be a head teacher, in my view. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, now, just... and now he's still a really good head teacher. But it was a school. He's still really good. It was Not a school as good as he was. that was a state school, but I thought it was a private school, which is okay. But if you lived in the area I lived in, where the kids in the local school whose parents didn't fight to not let them go to that school, they didn't wear school uniform. They just had ruffian clothes. And then I would come out of my house in like a beret and like a blazer and a satchel. Like I was just a walking target. So of course some girls from a local secondary school tried to attack me. Thought you had a belt, didn't you? So. I didn't know the moves then oh, as I was that's reading why you to. Had to. So then my mum, after sorting them out, well, I won't say what happened. We won't talk about Maxine Grand and Justin No, but. Vigilante Maxine. Well, she was a vigilante. But then I explained that story to Jack and he was a bit like, oh, that's terrible. But then I said, imagine if it was your kid being bullied, you don't know what you would do. And it's your only child. You would, you might gouge your child's eye out. She didn't gouge him out, she just <laughs> held them so I could punch them. <laughs> I thought we were going to go into Maxine's brand of vision. No, I'm are, proud because so. I wasn't afraid to walk the streets. This is why I'm not afraid of Brixton. You're a karate teacher. Yeah, so then my mum took me to karate, well, Did, self-defence class. Were there other objects, like dustpan and brush? Or no. Dressing gown called? Yeah. No, it was just how to... Just how a to, belt. It was so just it was in case... Like, feet, if hands, I, belt. Yeah. The three went if for. an attacker came for you with, with a, a belt, belt, I knew how to get the belt from and whack him in the eye. But if I came with your knife? Which is also possible. But in those days, knife crime wasn't rife. Belt crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's all belt crime. We didn't know about knife crime. <laughs> no. We weren't afraid as children then. There was knives, was there? No, days? it wasn't. You just forks sure. and spoons. You oh, know, belt, belts were illegal from 1998, 2002. Yeah, they were. Uh, well, look, yeah, I knew what to do with a belt, Jack. You didn't. It's true. You did come um, Yeah, so I used to go to some uh, clubs at the um, 
St. the Matthews Church, and I also went to clubs at Brixton Recreation Centre. Oh right. Well, Nelson Mandela went once. You have that in your notes. I do have that in my notes. Oh, Nelson Did you Mandela hit him in the face. With no, no, no. I wasn't there. Oh, my school took us actually. Um, yeah, but Nelson right. Mandela came right, to Brixton. Right, we're done with McDonald's. Off to see Nelson Mandela. <laughs> no, it was a different year. They've got a uh, climbing wall in the rec centre. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, yeah, but Brixton Recreation Centre has also become <laughs> very... Not listen, also, It's <laughs> 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 it also become very yuppie. Because... Why do people go there? No, because they, pri- they price the black people out. And I'm not just being black, black, black here. But honestly, <laughs> like when I was younger, my mum would pay 60p, Steve, yeah? Yeah. And I could do as many activities as I wanted. Now, it's like £10. So what, what happened, Madison? Got hold of the uh, <laughs> manager and the legislator. <laughs> no, because I stopped going by then. Actually, like, have you got up. your belt? <laughs> I haven't got my belt. But no, honestly, yeah. What happened was the Brixton Recreation Centre was falling down and then the council gave them new money to do it up and then they privatised. But whilst they closed down for the privatisation, because my mum used to always go to the sauna there. It was very good and so did I. Hence why I never had spots in my teenage years. And, um, yeah, no, I didn't. I famously didn't. Um, Yeah, And people used to, like, do their scrub there and it was a lovely place and there was a mixture of all, like, Ghanaian, Jamaican, Nigerian women, Somalian women... English? All there, there was no, there was no, oh, all there sorts was no, of black people. <laughs> all sorts of black, basically, I'm trying to go round about. Uh, it was a magical all, mix of black all pe- sorts of black people, but they used to all bring the like the they used to. <laughs> see, you're just crossing the line. Goodness gracious! New quarters, and that only right, quarters more. So he claims, but I still think just... it's just a chat up line. My granddad's black, you know. Oh, really, Jack? That was never a child. Jack, did you yourself. say also, it to me? Also, also, if it was, it worked. Because you married him. So. It was relevant, probably. Well, I wouldn't no, have just said it, would I? would just walk up to a girl and tell her that. Lakeisha, that, 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 Lakeisha, that was the first thing that Jack told me. Oh, so, oh well. <laughs> so, so definitely, so definitely a chat up line. Yeah, so anyway, in the Brixton Rec, there used to be all these um, mixtures of different nations of black people. And then they closed, <laughs> <laughs> they closed it down to um, regenerate it. And then next White minute, like, no, but before Steve, the ladies used to come all these nations and they used to like have all these different creams and stuff. Cause as we were talking about earlier, black people need to cream themselves and, um, scrubs. And then they, um, regenerated it and then said all these creams weren't allowed. And it was just like, but how, hang on a second. You know, only the black people use this. Yeah, cream. that is quite interesting. It's very, it's very similar to what my primary school did that said, oh, the children are only allowed to have one hairband. Now... I'm sure you see plenty of black children. I have come always going in one ear. <laughs> so people could, and you said you weren't allowed lots of plats, which they weren't aiming at the white kids, were they? Have you heard of the Brixton pound, Lakeisha? I have, and I think it's weird. And then Jack told me it's worth more than a pound. Oh, is it? That's what you said. Well, uh, you tell us about the Brixton pound, Steve. Well, as far as I understood, it's, it's a, a currency you exchange for to use in so you, yeah. businesses in Brixton to sort of keep the money local. I think. Rather than it being worth more than a pound, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, what it is, they produced. I mean, it's a lot of it is electronic. So you buy, um, you buy um, e Brixton pounds basically, yeah. and you can spend it online or whatever. But if you want the kind of commemorative notes, yeah, and you would, then it's, you? yeah, because they're really nice. And mm. I've just glanced over and noticed that you've made notes of who's on what. Yeah, uh, you got Len Garrison on the one pound note. Who? It's also one pound. Who's Len well. Garrison? He's the founder of uh, the Black Cultural Archives. 
He was he was basically the first man to sort of uh, argue that the work of black people in Britain should be recorded, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, doesn't seem controversial. But he was like, yeah, we should probably uh, very much led to this podcast, isn't it? We, we, we should write some of this down and uh, recognise yeah. who's doing what. And everyone went, oh, and they yeah. only put him on the one pound. Well, to be fair, I don't think it's uh, proportionate <laughs> to. Uh, what your actual George Washington on the one dollar bill I noticed Steve they don't have 50 pounds what's that trying to say <laughs> we can't you know white people live in Brixham too <laughs> I know I've seen them at Red Sea Cinema and uh, the Recreation Centre and the Recreation Centre bringing Center. no creams and Brixton Village but you don't see them on Electric Avenue because that's where they sell weave which is another part of Brixton I'm not too fond of now these hair shops you love weave not that much like Jack, you mentioned this at the wedding speech. Uh, again, I told you my hair was real at the wedding. Yeah, but I got the biggest laugh. Yeah, that's why saying. you said it. On the five pound note. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I've got this like touchstone to come back to. Yeah, to remind the, everyone that the, we're talking about Brixton, Brixton. today. Like the Louis episode, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Paul Brixton, Mark, my, yeah, because that was Louis Peckham. That wasn't meant to happen. This is Henry's and this Brixton. is this is Lakeisha's Brixton. <laughs> You spoke about Wolf. You chose to speak about the churches. Didn't the library? We speak about Wolf every week. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Annalee will be a short episode. <laughs> That's not, to be fair, Wolf is not as rich as Brixton. Culturally. No, there's a lot of culture in Brixton. Talk, talking of rich, on the £5 note. On the £5 note. <laughs> uh, we've got Lowell Deng, the uh, basketball player. Plays for Chicago Bulls and the British national team. Is okay. he good at basketball? So what has he got Plays to do with Brixton? Ball. He was the first... He was. Uh, he lived in Brixton. Oh. He was uh, uh, Was born in uh, Sudan, moved to Brixton, and then moved to America. Played for the Brixton Top Cats. Oh, yeah. Brixton they used to play at Brixton yeah, Rec. Absolutely. Um, he's the first uh, British player to have been picked for the NBA All-Star team. Oh, well done. You deserve five pounds. At the NBA All-Star game, uh, he turned up in a t-shirt that had uh, the outline of the African continent on it and uh, he stood through the photo call and everything and one of the rules of the All-Star game is not to wear anything apart from officially branded uh, approved merchandise mm. so uh, but he stood there throughout the whole thing with a huge smile on his face knowing he was going to be fined and sanctioned and I asked him afterwards he went yeah I paid a fine but uh, nice to be positive about Africa isn't it uh. <laughs> and you're like if you couldn't like this guy before you know yeah on the £10 note, David Bowie, who we've covered previously. We've covered. People know who he is. Yeah. Musician, actor. If you go to a Morley's, not the chicken shop, the department store, and you walk up their steps, they have all different things about Brixton and his names. Yeah, yeah they've cool. got like a, not a plaque, is it? It's like no, a, it's just like a poster board stuck to the wall sort of thing. And it's just the names of The names of Sharon, Os- Sharon Osborne's there. Ugh. Ugh. Can we get her on the one P? Ugh, hideous. And then dash it into a toilet. Yeah, into her face. Okay, and who's on the 20? Violette Jarbo. Who was? She was a spy during the Second World War. Uh, She was killed by the Germans. Oh. Yeah. But um, not before she um, harmed the German war effort. Didn't win the war. But, you know. Well, we did then. Yeah, yeah, so So good work, Villette Jarbo. Brixton's very good at representing its um, history. Can I I make um, a nomination for the £50 note? Me. Mick Jones from The Clash. And another thing I used to love about Brixton when I was younger is all the murals. Have you seen it? Yeah. Murals. Murals, yeah. Murals. 
Yeah, on the bridge, you've got it, and yeah. on the wall by the uh, skate park. The skate park, yeah. that one's good. That one there represents the, um, was uh, painted just after the first riots. Okay. Yeah. Not these other riots. I think those are, these new ones should be wiped from history. Because, like... How would you propose doing that? <laughs> I'm sure we could if we tried. If we all just move on. Yeah. Because the ones in the 80s... I was thinking about this when I knew I was going to do this podcast, comparing the two riots in my head. Yeah, what about and the I middle was, ones? Which ones? See, there were a second wave, but I mean... They're not as big as no. the ones that... No, and also they they're, to... they're, it's a similar sort of uh, route as the first set of riots. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prior to the history point, the corner, we'll be able to uh, sort all that. Um, yeah, essentially the first and second riots were linked by the same idea of uh, heavy-handed policing yeah. and, you know... Uh, just problems in the community. Which with... they claimed the third ones were about. Yeah, uh, the, the, the the most recent riots were... Did, thought, well, did originate from... I thought the latest set of riots were about people getting their taxes back. <laughs> Jack, don't be rude. Anyway, <laughs> What's that girl in no, but was, was, This is the back. point I was going to make here. So when we used to watch the right, like, not watch it, but yeah, Channel 4, no, Channel 4 always used to do, every now and then, or BBC, they used to do, like... They just used to have these documentaries about the riots, yeah. the ones in the 80s, was it the early 80s? Yeah, yeah. yeah the And I used riots. to watch it yeah. fondly with my mum because she'd be, because of course it'd be like, oh look, there's Brixton. Oh, that's this when we is got before... this telly. Do you know, cuss my mum one more time, it'd be me and you. Yeah. So then, <laughs> so then my mum used to like tell me about, because she remembered it, and um used to see bits and like, oh my goodness, I know where that is, that's just around the corner and so on and so forth. And then I used to be like, oh, there was lots of teenagers. Mum was a teenager at the time, so I was like, "Why weren't you there?" And she was like, "What?" Like she first of all, she asked my grandma if she could go, which is very different to these riots that happened recently. Yeah. I don't think none of those children said to their mom, parents, "Mum, can I go and riot? Can I go enjoy my I've friends?" I got a note from my mum. Yeah, <laughs> and then my mum said quite a few of her friends were there, but her friends were older than she was, so they must have been about I don't know, eighteen, nineteen at the time. And um, which again is very different to this time. This time there were like twelve-year-olds there. When you watch the ones on the telly about the eighty-three and stuff, there was no young children. These were all teenagers, teenagers or adults, grown yeah. men. Yeah. And um, it was yeah, people that would have had to face yeah, the such laws. To, and yeah, would have and, been but they were there. For, they were there for a reason. Yeah. And it just—I don't know. It just seemed as though when my mum pointed out, like you know, she asked to go, and my grandma went, "What for? Sit down and watch it on the telly like everyone else." It made me think. If those children had the uh, grandmother or the mum that my mum had, you know, these new ones, they would be a lot less because their parents just let them go Yeah. and run riot. But then the difference is, is because my mum's mother was f- not fresh off the boat, but she was a hard, strong Jamaican. Fresh off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a hard, strong Jamaican woman. So all those people, their parents were Jamaican Um but now, this time, these children are maybe the second generation, so they're the pet or third. So I don't think their parents had as much, they weren't as strict. Because no. my mum couldn't have then gone after my grandma said, where you're going, sit down and watch it on the television. Yeah, there is an issue with discipline. In yeah, I think it was, dis- I think it was discipline. Moment, so maybe they, you know, the two rights were for the same reason, heavy-handed policing and stuff. But I just think that the people that were doing the riots, these... The 80s ones were had a lot of older people. These new ones were just young children who just... But Lakeisha... And they burnt down Foot Locker. And it's still burnt down. But Lakeisha, you did have a, a stronger theory. What was my theory? Of, um, 
When, we, when the riots... Yeah, were... I was wait, really, wait, I was, let, why don't you just let I'm me just finish? I'm just saying I was really emotional about it. <laughs> yeah, when the, when the riots were in full swing in yeah. the summer, you famously said, um, what? I blame So Solid Crew. Yeah, I do. I did. Not for not for the riots. Yeah, for I blame So Solid Crew. I blame So Solid Crew shift. for um, gun crime. Before So Solid Crew came out, we didn't know about knife crime and guns. <laughs> No, not as girls, not as young children. <laughs> no, not as young children. No, yeah, they it was a, it was something that happened in American films. Like I remember, the only time I saw like guns and stuff. Again, remember I did go to that fake private school, so I didn't really. Maybe I didn't hang with those kids. But it was from the MC Hammer film. Hammer don't hurt them. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> Hammer don't hurt. Please, Hammer don't hurt them. Yeah. Have you seen this thing? My dad brought it home for us for me to watch, yeah, because I think he thought it would give me a bit of education because these kids were <laughs> brought into the life of gun and drugs. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at the idea of education. <laughs> I'm laughing at the idea of uh, a father going, I need my daughter to understand yeah, that. Yeah, no. And I like, don't, MC Hammer, don't the teacher. Get, don't Stop. Get, <laughs> that wasn't in it. That wasn't in it, Jack. It was um, Hammer Hurdle or something. Have you seen it? Of course, shortly after that film came out, he went bankrupt. bankrupt, bankrupt. But he made. Do you know what? He stopped me from turning to drug crime. So well done, MC Hammer. He's anti-so solid for anything. Yeah, exactly. And so um, that's the only time I knew of those things. But nowadays, kids, they they know about drugs and gangs and stuff because it's on their doorstep. And it's in. Well, you said the drugs were on your doorstep. We live next to. Yeah, and my mum did a very my mum did a very good job of blinding me from it. I didn't know the people were selling drugs. If it was a cab office. I'm just saying that I, be, I do blame so so because if anyone from Sex Comedy Crew is watching this, Ashley Waters, you've done good now with your top boy, but so, uh, I wasn't a fan of so so Crew. I like Backstreet Boys, so. Ashley Waters is commenting on iTunes right now and he's outraged. He is outraged, but then he was arrested for gun crime in Brixton, so he was living the life, the art, the art, the eye life, whatever they say. <laughs> art, art imitating life. <laughs> <laughs> In what way is that art so in life? Because he sang about it. Oh, because of the MC Hammer film? No, I'm talking about So Sonic Crew. Oh, so you're referring to So Sonic Crew's art? I've got, I've got another anecdote about the River Refra. That's any good. <laughs> Are we still talking about that? Well, I just, I just found it in my notes. Oh, no, go I think for it. it's quite go a good for one. It. It's a good one because it's probably not true. Walter Raleigh lived in Brixton and apparently. Is that the bike man? <laughs> <laughs> is it Raleigh Bikes? Who is he? <laughs> Uh, uh, he was uh, an explorer uh, who so they named bikes after him potato potatoes and tobacco famously yeah. back to Britain is, is legend and he lived in Brixton he lived in Brixton had a house in Brixton and was apparently visited by uh, Queen Elizabeth oh. who travelled to his house along with Ephra by barge and that seems just unlikely on a number of levels doesn't it the royal barge <laughs> And also, if she wants to see water rally, call him to you, innit? Yeah. She's not like, let's go and see water. Just jump on the barge. Yeah, no, the Queen didn't even go to Brixton when it was her jubilee, and I doubt she's going to come this time, so that she would go in water to see a man about potatoes. <laughs> I don't think so. Which is <laughs> different Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know that, Steve. Because it's not, but I'm just saying, the royal family... <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying the royals in general aren't coming to Brixton. They said only Nelson Mandela. I, seem to remember I think that. Prince Charles came. I think. I yeah, know. there was something on there. I seem to remember um, Muhammad Ali going through Brixton one time, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, they always go to the Brixton Recreation Centre. That's what Brixton is. Yeah. 
Um, they have Brixton Academy. Who do I see there? Lady Gaga. That, that's done well. Brixton's done well for that. Yeah. The Academy. Yeah, well, that was, that was, that was Miss, almost turned into a church. Yeah, I remember when ago. Missy Elliott came and it was like, what's she doing in Brixton? It was, yeah, a big, it was a big thing. Well, it was like when the coronet first opened, the first night was like Justin Timberlake, wasn't it? It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I saw MIA there. That was good. I saw Pixies at Brixton, maybe the best gig I've ever that been to. That was the one time Jack went to Brixton. No, other than I the saw time. Justice there as well, and uh, Morrissey and White Stripes and Stripes. Yeah, exactly. The only times you visit Brixton is to see people play, then you no, jump I'm, back on the bus and go I home. filmed the music video in Stockwell Skate Park. <laughs> yes I went to work with my dad one time in Brixton when I was a kid Jack if you can list the amount of times you've been to Brixton on your hand it means you haven't been enough the nail we? bomb yeah were you, were you around Brixton at the time I was I was on my way home from school but I somehow missed it but it's my weird. friend worked in Woolworths 95 I think and he, he told, us, told me a story where he worked in the Woolworths he was working in Woolworths on the moment it happened and went outside and realised what happened ran back inside and I can tell this story now because Woolworths doesn't exist as a commercial entity um, probably should tell sorry anyway, because it's quite shocking. Um, ran back inside, grabbed the first aid kit, ran back outside to try and help this woman who was lying there with her face uh, cut open. Um, opened up the first aid kit. And it was empty? No, no, full of eye patches. Nothing but eye patches. Nothing. Did she have a bad eye? She did, but you need Jack, more than this that, is not. You? This is too soon. It's still hurting people. It wasn't a joke. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> um, yeah. And so he sort of like had to shame basically go back inside and try and basically go through four first aid kits Aww. to get a basic set of stuff together to help people, which is outrageous, isn't it? Sounds like Combat 18, is it? Yeah, he was uh, a racist that wanted to try and incite a race war. Yeah, but um, there's do. a plaque now on the side of Iceland that commemorates that? the bomb. Yeah. Know. Oh, my parents got married in Brixton, I should probably mention that. Did they? Town Where? Hall. Town yeah. Hall? Well, um, or the registry office that doesn't exist anymore. Flats because of the uppies. It was yeah, town hall. And you then... refer to no, uppies actually... because it's not 1987, is it? It's the same regentrification, <laughs> whatever it's called. <laughs> you said I weren't allowed to laugh when you get words wrong, isn't it? What is it then? Regentrification. That's what I said. No, it's not. What did I say? You said it's, that. it's regeneration and gentrification. It's both. <laughs> it's regenerate. It's regentrification wrapped up, hidden, masked. As regeneration. So don't laugh. Actually, it is regentrification because in the 19th century, yeah, it was uh, middle class people who moved in. Um, I think that's it for Brixton. Oh, Jack's got two notes, but he hasn't mentioned them. (laughs) I've just got one note about the notorious mosque. All right. Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, went there. Is that opposite the police station? And one of the uh, 9-11 guys. Yeah, it's opposite the police it, station. Well, someone who's arrested in yeah. relation to it, not one of the bombers. Oh, okay. If you've just about finished talking, Lakeisha. <laughs> you see, you shouldn't say things like that because you can edit it and make me look like you're the master of the household when Steve knows it's not true. And most of your listeners... I think anyone know, listening to this will get an idea of what, went, what I go for on a daily basis. They went to the wedding and they saw him cry. So, hmm... You may have been wearing trousers, hon, but... Hun? <laughs> Is it eight years and you've never called me hun before, have you? She's referring to you as a German barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be horrible to me, Jack, at the end. I mean it. Say something nice, like, thank you for coming, babe, or something like that. Well, thanks for appearing on the show, Lakeisha. <laughs> <laughs> no Should we give out your Twitter address? 
No, I don't. I <laughs> no. tweet things at Jack. So. So. No, and I don't have a blog. Yet. Or a podcast. Do you have a Pinterest that people can follow? No, because my Pinterest... The thing is with Pinterest, yeah, I know we shouldn't start talking again. It's not very Pinteresting. No, but <laughs> you pin stuff that's personal to you, and I don't I don't want people... Oh, look, this was a one-off. I'm not available anywhere else on the internet. <laughs> the key show so, is not available for often speaking. No, this is just a one-off. I'm like... Exclusive content. Yeah, I'm exclusive. Thank you for coming along, Lakeisha. This episode was brought to you by David Stevenson. Uh, he's not on Twitter. He's on Facebook, but you don't want to be adding him on Facebook. Leave him alone. Um, one of my mates from the football team. My favourite thing about Dave, possibly, is the fact that when we were at college, he scored one of the greatest goals I've ever seen. Really good. He was playing for the school team, and I went up to watch him. He scored this amazing goal. And I mentioned him about 10 years later, he has no recollection of ever scoring this goal. Imagine scoring so many goals. So many good goals, you go, no, I don't even remember that one. I was like... One of the greatest goals I've ever seen live and in uh, in real life. It's yeah, one. I can remember every goal I scored. Yeah, me too. Not many. I remember both of them. It's, uh... You didn't even know me then, Nikisha, and you're dissing it. I was on the Lambeth team, as it was pre-mentioned. Were you on the Woolworth team? Southwark. Well, Southwark team? would be the equivalent. And no, I wasn't. <laughs> Your money's. If you want spent. me to come back, just like, subscribe, or whatever. You know, if you if you want Nikisha to come back, do leave comments. She's Dude. not coming back. No, what you're what are you going to talk about? What are you going to talk about in South London? Anything and everything. I can talk about New Cross. Oh, you're probably going to talk about Telegraph Hill, innit? Let's not talk about it now. Let's not even touch on the subject. But you probably want. I to know lots it. of places in South London. Even though I think Brixton is the best place in South London. If you'd like Lakeisha to come back, you can get in touch with us. Yeah, tweets. S. Oh no, that woman won't give it to you. South London Hardcore Pod. <laughs> no, that's not, no, that isn't our, that isn't our Twitter address. At SLHC podcast. That's correct. Twitter. And we're going to be using the hashtag no Lakeisha. No, use the hashtag <laughs> we yes, love Lakeisha. I know Louis will use it. Jack doesn't add much to this podcast, so if you'd like to see me and Steve <laughs> do the podcast and Jack just do the editing, then <laughs> hash, Jack. Hash, <laughs> hashtag no Jack. We'll make it the new Connie. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.